the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, it's a great day today. This is the day the Lord has made. We are going to talk more today about being an active citizen, how to get involved in our communities. Last week we talked about the science, or lack thereof, behind mask wearing and lockdowns, because that is really affecting us all right now, especially since Governor Newsom proclaimed that he has new restrictions last week here in California. Today we are going to talk more about how Christians can help to speak the truth in love as we see it to our fellow citizens and to our public officials. We believe a lot of Christians would like to help be the conscience of the government, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. urged us to do, but many of them just don't know where to begin. Our guest today is Peggy Hall of Orange County, citizen activist and educator someone we are very honored to have on our program. Peggy has been a researcher and educator with 30 years of experience. She has degrees in political science, international studies. She's been the director of education at the University of California at Irvine. She has served as a wellness expert and health writer, hosting her own Emmy-nominated television show, American Now, for several years. She has also headed several businesses and taught hundreds of teachers and students. Now she heads up the HealthyAmerican.org, a amazing website. Uh, she has a YouTube channel. She educates thousands, if not millions of people with her videos and articles on things that the mainstream media is not telling the public, particularly about this COVID crisis. Peggy, we're so glad to have you with us today. It's my pleasure. Can't wait to dive in on all these important topics. Well, I am just going to let you go at it, you and Brian. He's going to ask you a lot of questions about several topics that are of very much importance. Peggy, I'd like to start, though. You have such an interesting, diverse background, including some background in television. You say on your website, producers sometimes tell their anchors and news writers to, quote, scare the people. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about that and how that may have led to you doing what you are now? doing what you're doing right now? It's 
Thank you, Brian. It is so interesting, the journey that God takes us on. And I just walk through the doors that God opens. <laughs> it's so wonderful to look back and say, well, I did this and this and this, and the Lord was preparing me for today because I never actually have owned a television. I don't watch TV. I don't care to watch TV. I actually don't even really watch movies. I don't listen to the radio. I don't have a newspaper. And people will say, well, Peggy, how can you stay up to date? Well, I go to the original sources. I've been a person who always likes to dig deeper. And by digging deeper, I want to uncover the actual source of my references. That means who is footing the bill, who is behind the show, the newspaper, the magazine, and so forth. When I was working in television, I served as the national wellness expert for a daily show that um, was considered a news magazine. So there were people that spoke on, you know, pet care and financial issues and parenting and relationships and how to fix things. And I spoke on health and wellness. And when I would pitch my shows, I'm optimistic by nature. And I like to offer upbeat, positive broadcasting and information. And my producers told me very, very specifically, you have to scare the viewers and then offer the solution. We need to hook them through fear. So when I had an idea of um, how to make sure you don't have any toxic chemicals in your bathroom, I would. my pitch was how to make sure you don't have any toxic chemicals in your bathroom. And they said, oh, no, no, it needs to be, um, is your bathroom, you know, going to kill you. Um, you know, the dangers lurking behind the bathroom cabinet doors. Oh, wow. And I get that that was how to hook people. So everything had to be coming from a fear inducing approach. Now I worked in TV for several years and I worked in radio for several years. Is that Both Peggy, I, is that kind of what led you to do the healthy org? Because we certainly have a lot of fear being spread in the media by the media right now. You're exactly right, Brian. And the reason I call it the healthy American, because it's a healthy outlook. And I do have a background in health and wellness, but really wellness comes from your emotional and spiritual well-being. And I have a deep faith, which guides me, which is my confidence comes from God. And I am, um, I hit the ground running with a foundation of prayer and confidence through Christ. And I just want to really let God's love and light and learning comes through me. So the healthy American means a healthy outlook. It's not fear-mongering. It is not complaining. It is not, it, my YouTube channel is all about education and inspiration. So people feel uplifted and encouraged, and they don't feel um, trod upon. And despair is the enemy of hope. Despair is of the enemy, and I want to drown that out with light and um, learning, because learning is, the, is what dispels ignorance. And fear and ignorance is what is driving the narrative these days. And I want to bring a healthy, upbeat, positive uh, voice to the conversation. Well, I think you really do that. And now I want to hit on some of the special points that we've seen in some of your videos. One of the things you've researched in the midst of all these all these lockdowns is the difference between a quote recommendation and a law. I think that's what confuses a lot of people. And then you also mentioned no officer in government really has the authority, right? To force a medical intervention on anyone 
What what about that? You're absolutely right. Let me start with that one first. We have sovereignty over our own individual body, and there is something called the Patient's Bill of Rights. I'm about to do a video on this. I'm breaking the news here with you guys. The Patient's Bill of Rights is available at every hospital, every medical center, and if you are being told that you have to have a test or a vaccine or your temperature taken at a medical set in a medical setting, you demand to see the patient's bill of rights. Number one, three, six, and 13, those numbers clearly state that you have the right to refuse any individual treatment or intervention. And it's not all or one it, it, or all or nothing. It's like a menu. You can say, well, I want to get my broken leg fixed, but I don't want to have a test. And they cannot refuse you getting your broken leg test, uh, your broken leg fixed if you refuse the test. So this is one thing you can do, which is bulletproof. That is a law that is on the books called the Patient's Bill of Rights. Now, Brian, when I say there's a law on the books, What I mean is there is a code. It has been assigned a code, and it is in your state code of regulations. And this is what is the compilation of laws. And these laws have been made in a lawmaking process, either through the legislative body that created a law that was signed into law, created a bill that was signed into law by the governor. This happens in every state. Or there were regulations that went through a lawmaking process. The regulations are designed to carry out that statutory law. So it still needs to be a lawful process. A recommendation or a guideline is just that. It has never gone through any lawmaking procedure. It is a temporary guidance. It is a suggestion that carries no code. The only code associated with this, um, well, actually there isn't for guidance. Now, let me talk for a moment about an order. An order is a temporary issuance of uh, from a public officer that does have limited authority. For example, a court can issue an order. A, uh, a law enforcement officer can say, I order you to stop. They have limited authority for a specific immediate use. There's not time, um, for example, a public health officer to go get a court order to make everybody leave their home if there was a chemical explosion. There is a very limited authority from a health officer to say, I hereby order an evacuation of this area until it is safe. Now, after seven days, that order has to go before a governing board to be approved. And in California, the governing board is the Board of Supervisors. The health officer goes before the board and says, I would like you to extend this order or approve it. And they approve it or deny it. It is not a law. It is not a statutory law. It has not gone through a lawmaking process. And that is where we find ourselves here in California. Well, thank in thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to, Briefly interrupt because we're going to have a quick break. But after the break, I want to talk to you about your appearance before the Board of Supervisors. And I also want to talk about, we want to talk about the schools and the situation. So we'll be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. In these tumultuous times, are you concerned about the future of freedom? 
The National Center for Law and Policy is your voice in the courts and culture, advocating for and defending faith, family, and religious freedom. We believe the Church of Jesus Christ is an essential service. Recently, our litigation on behalf of churches, coupled with public policy advocacy, helped pressure Governor Newsom to do the right thing, open churches in California months earlier than was planned. The National Center for Law and Policy is only able to continue to provide free legal representation to increasingly persecuted individuals and organizations because of the prayers and generous financial support of our ministry partners. Please continue to join our team and support our work. Find out more at our website, nclplaw.org, or visit us on Facebook. Scripture tells us if you say, I hope all goes well, what good is it unless you do something to help? In other words, if you are a voting age believer, trusting God to protect and restore Judeo-Christian values in America, if you don't vote, what good are you doing? Or if you want to see biblical values in government, what good is it unless you do something to help? Fortunately, BiblicalVoter.com is a robust website designed to connect you with the best biblical voter resources out there. So you can be God's game changer in this one nation under God. Using BiblicalVoter.com, you can register to vote in minutes or access some of the best faith-based voter guides and other resources in America. You can quickly discover which candidates, pending legislation, and measures violate or support your biblical values and how. Visit www.BiblicalVoter.com right now and prepare yourself and friends to stand for godliness. You're not alone. Click BiblicalVoter.com, then pray and obey. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Welcome back, folks. We're talking with Peggy Hall of the HealthyAmerican.org. Peggy, we had the opportunity to watch your video where you were boldly speaking, I think being an example to all of us in front of the Orange County Board of Supervisors and the County Health Officer and asking for scientific evidence for mask wearing. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, everyone has an opportunity, and I would say a duty, to speak to your elected officials. Remember, they work for you. The electorate is above these individuals in terms of the organization the structure. Some of these individuals, uh, some of these boards are only allowing Zoom calls or email, but you can still get your voice heard, and it's important that you do so. I spoke in front of the Orange County Board of Supervisors, along with hundreds of others, over a series of many weeks, and I not only spoke to demand the science, because by law, by California law, as I mentioned, the health officer must report to this governing body and state why this individual is making the recommendations, what is the science, and what I was asking for, in addition, the legal aspect. There is no emergency in California, period. An emergency can only be called at the introduction of an infectious disease. That means everything can go on hold until they can get their ducks in a row. Well, we are five months in. It's no longer an emergency. And I was explaining clearly that when you misrepresent information, whether it's science or legal information, this is defined as fraud. Fraud is a felony. A felony carries a prison sentence. And I let these individuals know that if they did not 
abide by our requirements, we were going to go forward with a lawsuit naming them each individually for fraudulent behavior. What now, was the what was the result? Uh, I wish we had more time to cover each one of these points, but what was the result of your repeated efforts and and talks with them? They rolled back the mask mandate. They got rid of it. Fantastic. A recommendation. So I want to shout that loud and clear. There is no requirement in the state of California at the state level or in Orange County at the county level. In no county in Orange in California has a, um, that I have researched so far, has any mandate for a mask and there is no statutory law. And I will tell people how to get around that if they need, if they have difficulty. Thank you. We want to talk a little bit about testing, too, or the inaccuracy of the tests. I've seen that antibody tests in particular can be wrong up to 50% of the time. The tests are highly inaccurate, and therefore the result numbers are inaccurate. And, Brian, even if the tests were accurate, what is the point? It's like saying, I'm going to test how many people have gray hair. Well, the more people you test, the more people you'll find have gray hair. The fact is, having these antibodies is a good thing. It means you already are resilient, and you're not going to be infected. And even if you were, God designed us with an immune system. I want to dispel this fear-based narrative that the numbers are uh, troubling, because they're not, and they're just very neutral, in fact. And even if people did have this, they have an immune system to ward this off, which by all scientific evidence is nothing more than a nasty cold. Unfortunately, those that are um, at risk for health issues, um, I'm not disputing whether this virus exists or not. I am not a medical doctor. I'm not speaking to that whatsoever. I'm speaking to the numbers and the facts that we are presented with. There's nothing to be worried about. They are not the number of deaths is attributed. Those are murky also, but those numbers are not on the rise. So I would say to all of our um, fellow individuals and, you know, we the people, get back to life, get back to living as God designs you to do. We are not to be of fear. We are to be of faith. I, th- I got to admit, I found it pretty amusing. You, and I'm sure you did it tongue in cheek. You, you're proposing an alternative way of testing people for COVID. The Schwab test, of course, requires that a technician go up inside your navel cavity to get evidence of the virus. But given that Governor Newsom has banned singing in church, even six feet distant, um, that gave you an idea, I think, for a different way to test for the virus, didn't it? It makes sense to me, Brian, if this virus is so deadly that you can't even sing in church without the risk of spreading it, why don't you just sing onto the swab? Sing onto the swab because yeah. you know those particles are being carried. It will be done quickly in a, in a very easy way, and it's uh, non-invasive. What about that? <laughs> I think that's, I think that's yeah. not only uh, a bit entertaining, but it's also more practical than a lot of the things we're seeing out there. I want to get on Absolutely. to the... I want to get on a little bit now to the schools, because I know within our own family, uh, our daughter is uh, wringing her hands trying to figure out what to do with, with, her, with our two grandchildren. Dr. Scott Atlas of Stanford, Dr. Kelly Victory, and even the American Academy of Pediatrics are saying that schools should open. What, what do you think about uh, these restrictions on opening our schools? 
We had another huge victory in Orange County due to all of the efforts of the Healthy Americans and other uh, coalition groups. The Orange County Department of Education came out with a very strong recommendation. Their board voted four to one to open the schools normally. They put together a task force, a very uh, educated and um, uh, sophisticated experts from science and from um, the, the legal aspect. And also there were psychologists and educators and they came out and very clearly stated we need to open the schools normally. Now it is up to the individual school districts, and I recommend that those discussions continue. And when the starting line happens and the gun goes off, I would say, parents, you send your kids to school without a mask. You are the parent. You are in control. It's going to take a united non-compliance, and there are many people who stand with you. The other beautiful thing is there is more and more information coming out about schooling at home, and at thehealthyamerican.org, we will have a lot of robust resources headed up by one of our um, issue area leaders who will let you know exactly what to do if that's an option. I think it's a fine option. I I also recommend that people look on your website and see all the things about masks, both in a school setting and in an, in an office setting that are potentially negative. I think so much, even if people think they're focusing on the health of people, they're not doing any cost benefit whatsoever. They're not acknowledging any of the, for example, some of the things you put down here, masks obscure your vision, increasing the hazard of workplace in, workplace injuries, masks obscure your verbal communication, fire hazard. I mean, I can't, don't have time to go through all these, but I encourage all our listeners to go to our site. I don't think people have really thought about all the downsides of masks, have they? I mean, I, I hear people telling me, well, I don't think that's such a big deal having to wear masks. You're right, Brian, and it's very triggering to me in the workplace. If somebody wants to wear a mask while they're out walking their dog, that's the freedom I I believe in. You do what's right for you. But if it comes to a company requiring employees, it's extremely hazardous, and it violates the OSHA general rule, which states that the employer must create a workplace free of known safety hazards. The mask is a safety hazard for those reasons you mentioned. Imagine people working in a warehouse and one individual can see a big box is ready to tumble and he's yelling to his coworker, um, you know, a hundred yards away. The coworker's not going to hear him yelling because the voice is muffled. The person is not going to be able to see clearly. The, I've heard from many, many people that even the face shields now cause blurred vision and glare, that's going to increase the um, uh, cataract development, and cataracts are the leading cause of blindness. These face masks made out of cloth could go up in flames. They could be caught on machinery. The entire thing is ridiculous. If this was safe, we would have been doing it 200 years ago. It defies logic. It really does, and this is especially dangerous in a school setting with children. They can't manage having something obstructing their breathing. This is just, you know, and, and I know I've talked to a lot of teachers that are very hesitant to go back to school to having to wear a mask. Just You're right, Kathleen. And one of the uh, 
private schools. I do consulting with uh, school districts and school boards and it, it, private schools with school um, leaders. And one of the uh, compromises that one school has done is the kids will not be wearing a mask. Well, that's which is great. great. The teachers yeah. who want to, because believe it or not, some teachers are living in fear. The teachers who mm-hmm. want to will be wearing a face shield so that the children can see their facial expressions. Great. As a parent, I would, I, I, if I were, if I had children in school, I would not send my children to a school where the teachers are wearing even a face shield. It, these children are developing. As a teacher educator yes. for many, many years running professional development, my bottom line is you reduce the barriers to instruction. Exactly. You don't create them. And we do have to we, we do have to wrap it up. Peggy, we've got to have to... you on another time. Yes, this we is, do. You, this is great. There's so much to talk about. My pleasure. So yeah, you've given us a lot of things to talk about to think about, to do, resources, thehealthyamerican.org. Uh Everyone should visit that website, become more informed, take action using the many resources Peggy provides. I'm so happy that you were with us today. Uh, To bless your neighbor, pray with Peggy her activist prayer, a quote from which is this, O Lord, give me assistance in reaching others with my heart uplifted in grace and wisdom. Till next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.